Kia ora. This program is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard. The Quilted Bananas program plays every Sunday, 10 to 11am, with news, views and music. A collective of presenters, advertisers, community events and discusses news of interest to lesbians, queer women and non-binary folk. We have interviews about past and future sports and cultural events, politics, films, art shows. The programme is sponsored through the generosity of the Rural Foundation. And it plays every Sunday from 10 to 11am on Wellington Access Radio, 106.1 FM. Kia ora, kia ora. There we are. I'm sorry. I'm still checking out my microphone. I can hear a phone ringing somewhere. That's uh, <laughs> Jimmy's phone. I am just placing a call to a Facebook group by accident. <laughs> Live on air. That really is a group call. Amazing. Yeah, I can call all of Wellington at the same time. Can you? And say, you're talking to Quilted Bananas Radio Show. Bing. Featuring the lost sessions of musicians who want to look like us. Musicians who want to look like us. Um, Us being Emily and Creek. With our techie today being... It's yet to turn a mic up. Fiona. <laughs> Fiona. You probably didn't hear that. Fiona. Um, Fiona, can, is, is, the, is the buzz that's in my ear available to the listeners at the moment as well? No. Okay, I'll just um, deal with that. That's fine. Um, <laughs> that's not me either. No, it'd <laughs> be so buzzy. Um, oh, we've just had this really amazing, cool conversation in the cafe downstairs where I'm like, yeah, yeah, because it's amazing because it's going to be our last ever episode of Musicians Who Want to Look Like Us, <laughs> which I thought we had discussed. <laughs> and Emmy's like, what? <laughs> what? What? And so then we just made it an agreement. No, we won't. We won't. We won't. It won't be our last ever episode after all. I, I consider this more a resurrection. It's a resurrection of a show, which because we haven't actually done this show where we only play musicians who want to look like us for like we think a year and a half or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was definitely pre um, the first lock. It was pre-pandemic. Was the last musicians? Yeah, who want to look like us. And, and Emmy said that one time Emmy was at a gig with her band Tidal Rave as well, and Emmy was like, "This is our last ever gig," and then the whole band apparently is like, "What?" <laughs> so I don't know. I'm blaming Emmy. <laughs> uh, um, anyway, no, keep you on your toes. Yeah, keep me on my toes. Um, so yeah, this is the show where we only play musicians who want to look like us, and today we're doing lost sessions, like lost musicians who want to look like us which means artists who have previously wanted to look like us long ago in our old shows, but whose music we never got to play during that episode because we always talk too much and don't get enough time for the songs. And so our first um, musician who want to look like us today is half of the band Savages, which is a four-piece. So that's not bad that two members, you know, spend their entire working lives striving to look like me, Creek. Um, and, um, yeah, usually we also do like, we trace their queer lineage and fi- or find their queer connections. And so then we have like sometimes some quite tortuous connections, like very windy, windy, I don't know, pick someone like Liam Gallagher and then 
Jihad, where's his lesbian connection or his queer <laughs> connection? It's very hard to get there. Um, but anyway, fortunately, we're not doing Liam Gallagher today. We have done him in the past. But um, no, Savages is much easier because I think at least one of them identifies as bisexual. And the Quilted Bananas program is for queer women and non-binary folks. So that fits under our umbrella very nicely. And just for the record, didn't Liam Gallagher, I can never say his name, Pash a guy? He pashed Bono. Yeah. Which pash is a Bono. Lesbian, I'm like, that's some connection, solid. A queer yeah, connection. That's a solid queer connection. It's actually a queer act. Yeah. 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 A queer act. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They would, like, it's really not a very famous incident, but I feel like if it happened in the 1950s, it would have been really famous. Scandalous, even. Anyway, here's Savages with the song Strife. We always start with a real banger to get your juices flowing on a Sunday morning. can be hard to get up. Strike.
Welcome back. Welcome back. Fuck it all, my quirky quilted bananas on Access Radio, Wellington Access Radio. But we do broadcast to um, other places as well. So hello there, Southland. Hello there, Hawke's Bay. Um, but also because we because we um, also are a podcast, you could also just be listening from anywhere online. Hello in- there, Russia. We used to have heaps of listeners in Russia or people who had set their location to Russia. But okay. now we don't we don't get told where the geolocation is of people who are listening when mm. they give us our statistics. But mm. yeah, um, Emmy, who wants to look like you next? Well, Creek, um, I've got um, Iva Davies that wants to look like me, and you may say, "Who the hell is that?" Who the well, hell is Ira Davies? Ira Davies, Iva. I've been calling him Ira. I quite like the name. Ira. Oh, is it Iva? It's Iva. Huh. Um, his uh, kind of birth name is Ivor, I-V-O-R, but he's Iva, is a stage name. So he's the lead um, front person for Ice House. And uh-huh. I assume like is, yeah, kind of um, responsible for a lot of the sound while it is a band. Um, Why do you make that assumption? Well, because... He's the best looking he one. Was really, he was extremely hard to find a queer connection with, other than that Ice House used to be called Flowers. Yep. Like, yep, um, yep, yep. So very comfortable with kind of feminine um, kind of associations, and did used to be a lovely tight leather pants back in the day, um, and not much else. Um, so he, um, the Sydney Ballet in '85, he did um, a project I think with one other person from Ice House, um, where they did the composition. For this piece called Boxes, hmm. um, boxes as in, or boxes, square boxes, square boxes. When you're moving house, you need yeah. some cardboard ones. Moving boxes, that's right. definitely it. That was the inspiration, um, and it was bringing in what because it's kind of that pure pop escapism, but um, ballet, and that was at a time that the Sydney Ballet were doing like shows with like nudity, and them. There wasn't mm. in that particular show, but they were really pushing the boundaries of dance and ballet. Nude ballet. Nude ballet. Amazing. Be Whereas amazing. not just the top half of the male dancers. No. Just nudie broody. Nudie, nude ballet. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, yeah, so that's why I kind of, yeah, assume that he's the, um, yeah, kind of new wave sound synth. Um, so I'm a little bit obsessed with Ice House, um, yep. but this exercise of trying to find a queer connection was really hard. Um, which is a bit this like kind of a, a bit more kind of tangible queer connection, um, and also when I went like I was like, is there any kind of queer themes and and some of my favourite songs? I just realised um, how kind of sexist and boring they were yeah. <laughs> in terms of lyrics, yeah. and like a lot of like baby and girl about about women. So the song Whoa. I've actually picked is um, <laughs> is a song where it's actually a female grown woman protagonist <laughs> um it's set in the trojan war which of course was a horrible time for women um given the greek practice of of slavery of women um post-victory but um and the whole war was about a kidnapped woman according yeah, to the legend might yeah. not be true but, yeah. yeah and there's this whole thing where like the whole cause of the war also might have been what is it a, a homo a, um ah. a homosexual relationship between achilles and um, 
Patroclus. Patroclus. I just made that up because I've read the book Song of Achilles, which is a great homoerotic novel if you're interested. So there's yeah, so there's that kind of queer lens on it um, as as well in terms of the Trojan War, but it's not there in the Iliad so much, but it is there in kind of like later accounts of it. Um, of course, we don't know if the Trojan War happened, right? It's kind of one yeah. of those, is it myth, is it reality? So the only connection I could find was, um, well, another connection other than kind of um, kind of maybe a queer aesthetic. In his early days of Ivor is, um, the, is a movie called The Ice House, 1997. Wow. It's a mystery, uh, a peaceful, secluded country hideaway of three diverse, lonely, supposedly lesbian women. Amazing. Is suddenly shattered when the gardener discovers... A corpse. Oh, great. Dun, dun, dun. Can I hire this from our video? Based on a book. But it, will, it will still exist somewhere. I don't know if it's locally available. But just a warning, if, in case anyone is looking for any positive portrayal of lesbians. Oh, no. Uh, don't get your hopes up. Okay. Yeah. No, fuck that. I'm not watching that. Yeah. So it would just be like, yeah, visibility for the for the sake of it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which, to be honest, I'm not above sometimes, but yeah. <laughs> I get a bit desperate. Um, but here is, yeah, here is Trojan Blue, and it uses girl, but it's when she is actually a girl. Oh, good. Yeah. By Ice House. By Ice House. Trojan Blue.
Yes, we could probably talk over that while we fade it out. Oh, my mic's coming and going. Am I there? I am there. Yes. I think it's to do with the electricals, not the desk. Not the creek. No, it's nothing to do with me. Um, I'm, I'm cutting. I'm definitely cutting in and out, aren't I? No, it's just my headphones. It's really bad radio to be like, I'm cutting in and out. I'm, cutting in and out. I'm only cutting in and out to myself. <laughs> Everyone else going to hear me. It's just about being relatable. Yeah. <laughs> People know, we're, you know, we're not as cool, calm and collected as we may sound yep. 50% of the time. Like the rest of the time, it's just absolute chaos. Chaos. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, thanks, Emmy. That actually makes me feel better because real life is very chaotic, especially just... at the moment. Um, hello to everybody. Shout out to you if you've had a bum year and the year before that. And I really wish you heaps better times for 2022. May you find, like, nice things and little local things because that's what I'm doing at the moment. I'm just like, oh, I don't want to go anywhere for summer. I'm scared of Omicron and Delta. and But I'm finding, like, heaps more mushrooms in my local neighbourhood just by looking a bit more closely. I'm really... Um, obsessed with mushrooms, dear listeners, if you didn't know that already. Um, yeah, so, yeah, um, I wish the same to other people. Not that you have to be looking for mushrooms, but you could be looking for anything that's, like, of interest and that just brings you calm and joy. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. What were we just talking about in the break? Oh, yeah. Um, oh, no. Oh, we were talking about, like, historical erasures of people, like the ancient Greeks, obviously, gay relationships were actually their kind of paramount norm. That was like what heterosexuality is to us today is like there's the default is the gay gay male relationships. And we were just talking about like when those stories get made into movies in the modern era and they just completely make them heterosexuals. And also we talked about um, what's the, um, oh, The Vintner's Luck, the very famous New Zealand novel by Elizabeth Knox. And they made that into a movie quite recently. And the whole premise of the book is that there's this gay angel, but they made it a heterosexual angel. Yeah. Or they made the and and the the yeah the love affair between the gay angel and the um, the vintner. vintner was yeah the plot of the book. <laughs> <laughs> and they wrote it out, and it's yeah. just like, don't do wow. that. Wow, don't do that. Um, but not, um, um, not with um, Elizabeth Knox's blessing. No, Elizabeth Knox say. is on the record as saying that she was completely heartbroken that they did that. Hollywood. I wonder if Harvey Weinstein was the producer of that. I bet you five bucks he was. Hypocrite. Um, anyway, speaking of kind of like suppressed histories that being unearthed, not that that was ever suppressed. It was like a out gay angel who then got put in the closet by Hollywood. But anyway... You're listening to the Musicians Who Want to Look Like Us show and we're doing Musicians Who Want to Look Like Us. There's the only musicians that we play. And the next musician coming up is Ravel, Who Want to Look Like Me, Creek. And we're going to play Bolero, but we're not going to play all 15 minutes of it, so don't worry. We'll just, like, remind you of what the, um, you know, the... The hook. The hook <laughs> <laughs> is in Bolero, which is actually how it begins, which is convenient because you don't want to listen to 15 minutes to get to the big climax. Um, but anyway, I've got, like, quite... I've got some good notes on Ravel uh, from the internet, which is that he was really closeted, not closeted, rather, he was secretive about his sexuality, but not secretive about being like really flamboyant and eccentric um, in his lifetime. And he completely hung around with all the gays and lesbians of the 
um, aristocracy at the time. I think he was hanging out in France most of the time. Is what he French? Era is, huh? What era is he? He's late 19th century and early 20th. Like he, I think he met his patron in 1899 and they were going to party like it's 1899. <laughs> and actually, um, it's quite a cool thing. His patron is this woman who's, whose name, she's American, and her name's Winneretta Singer, and she's the heiress to the Singer sewing machine fortune. But anyway, she goes to France and hangs out with all the French aristocracy because she's kind of like American aristocracy being a, a sewing machine heiress. She marries this um, French prince, although I'm not really sure what that means in the late, 19th century because they've already had the revolution so they don't believe in royalty but they obviously still had some kind of nobility and, and he's a prince and she becomes princess princessa de polignac and she becomes an arts patron and um so she's Ravel's biggest patron so the reason that we have lots and lots of the music that we mm. do from Ravel is because he's being funded by a lesbian um so she's so she is ma- she gets married to this prince at twenty two, but <laughs> according to the to the legend, she immediately climbs up on an armory, which I think is kind of like where they store all their swords, and she's just like, I will kill you if you ever come near me. <laughs> <laughs> and then five years later, it actually got annulled by the Catholic Church, which agrees to annul marriages which are not consummated, even though they don't like divorce. If you don't actually have sex, it's fine. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> So, yeah, and she she also had another um, unconsummated marriage, heterosexual marriage, obviously, because gay marriage is not yet legal in France in the 19th century, but it is now. Um, and But um, but apparently she doesn't try to hide her numerous affairs with women. So, yeah, and he used to go on holiday with them and everything like that. But anyway, you can just imagine in the 19th century, she's like, well, I actually like girls, and he's actually women, sorry, me. and he's actually like, well, I actually like men, and she's like, I don't care because I'm like, whatever an aristocrat and i've got the singer sewing machine fortune and i like women anyway um so also i also found another queer connection to rebel which is quite funny because i was like oh my god this is so progressive for the time but he wrote this um ballet called i don't know if it's called chloe and daphne chloe a daphne or daphne a chloe um and in the title he writes oh this is a lesbian pastoral and I'm like, oh my god, Chloe and Daphne, and it's a lesbian pastoral, but it's actually that Daphne is is a French name for a guy. It's a heterosexual romance, and lesbian it just means it's literally it's set on the Isle of Lesbos in Greece. Uh-huh. But whether it's possible but that, that could he, have been deliberate placement that's for right. the subtext that could be read, yeah, read it's quite possible that he a hundred would have been years later, yeah, like definitely in that era they were like big on like like uh, what's her name Sappho and. Mm. Les Boss is like our ancient homeland kind of thing and he was obviously hanging around with the singer lesbian um, so anyway let's have Rebel's Bolero and let's assume this is funded by a Les and that he's gay and we'll we'll fade it out when we get bored <laughs> I think this All right, we're just having some technical difficulties, so let's do a little community notice. Where'd that book end up? We'll do a reading, talk about the book. Um, we will bring you Bolero, don't worry. But in the meantime, there's this book. Did you know that it is a week 
six days before Christmas and sometimes you have to buy presents. And recently in Aotearoa, a book has come out called Out Here and it's an anthology of takatapui and LGBTQIA plus writers from Aotearoa. It's edited by Chris Teeth and Emma Barnes. And, oh my God, I just turned over the back and there's like this list of names and it's probably... I'd estimate about 60 different authors there. Would you estimate that 60 or yeah. 50? I think there's probably 30 in that column. Yeah, so then there's two columns, so 60. And um, I have not really prepared for this, but I could just randomly choose a reading to do from this book. Anthology means it's a whole lot of different authors, unless it's Beatles, Beatles anthology, in which case it's all the Beatles. Um, <laughs> um Oh, it sounds like Bolero's coming. Is that your signal, Fiona? All right, Bolero's here. I'll choose a reading during Bolero, and then we'll <laughs> read it after the read it after the um, break. The break being Ravel.
Welcome back to the Quilted Bananas program. We actually just made a revolutionary experimental radio decision to um, keep playing Bolero. We can just have it playing in the background while I read a poem from out here, the anthology of Takatapui and LGBTQIA plus writers from Aotearoa. Um, and hopefully it kind of adds a little something to the poem. Who knows? And I was also just complaining that I don't even really like poetry and I now have to find one and read it out. But I've just found one that I really like. So that's great. And it's by Natasha Dennistein, who is introduced as a trans woman poet born in Melbourne, Australia. She spent many years working as a psychiatric nurse, which gave her an interesting perspective on the human condition. She spent several years living in Aotearoa, New Zealand, and has an MA in creative writing from Victoria University of Wellington, and an MFA from San Francisco State University. Um, It begins with a quote from Geoffrey Eugenides' Middlesex, that's a novel. I was born twice, first as a baby girl and first as a baby girl on a remarkably smogless Detroit day in January of 1960 and then again as a teenage boy in an emergency room near Petoskey, Michigan in August of 1974. That's the quote and here's the poem. It's a acrostic poem and it spells out estrogen without, I don't know, estrogen sometimes spell O-E but this is just E. S-T-R-O-G-E-N. And it begins, yeah, estrogen. You feminizing chemical. She loves how you plump her up, making her flesh ripe and juicy like a young chicken. How you come from woman and give life. How you bring out her girly qualities. You. S wallowed with a glass of water every morning. How she can feel you first in her nipples, itching with the pain of growth, bone pain in the hips, signifying change. T, three, so it's like the word three, three blue pills. R, Elise, the feminine divine in her estrogen, how you work your magic. O, estros, oistros, Greek for verve or inspiration, and she loves how you give her that estrogen. We've just been, we're now on a Greek theme, historical Greek, ancient Greek theme. G, that's not in the poem, that's (laughs) an aside. G, Growth of secondary sexual characteristics to prepare for childbirth. Tits and ass, adipose fatty tissue deposits and breastfeeding. How you make a girl feel fecund, ripe. E, emotional range and how you expand it. Ethanol, estrodial. I don't know what either of those words mean. That's me, also not in the poem. N, ever going back, never re-androgenizing. How you make her feel that femininity is the natural state for her and long may it last and how she loves you, estrogen. What a great poem. Right. I think we can fade out Ravel now. So this book's just been released? Yep. Yep, out there. Yep. So it will... Out here. Out here, sorry. And it will be out there. (laughs) And shops. Yeah. Shops around might oh, get, yeah. go get a physical copy yep not enough time to deliver no yeah no, that's true they were, no don't try and order it online now you will disappoint your recipient yeah, um, who, has who has copies unity has copies yeah unity books would have copies for sure i think it's even quite a you know a momentous book so that Whitcalls and paper plus will even have it is my speculation um and obviously the library has it fiona here is a librarian and this copy that 
I am holding in my hot little hand is from the Wellington Central Library. But there are how many requests on that book right now, Fiona? I think there's about 12 at the moment, yeah. so that's why I'm taking it back and I've just borrowed the hut copy. <laughs> so there you go. So, I'm yeah. so don't be thinking you can get it out from the library just yet because you can't. Um. <laughs> there is an e-copy as well. Sorry, there's an e-copy as well. So that is obviously endlessly distributable. Disreputable and distributable. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, should we do the things that we have to do? You're listening to Wellington Access Radio, 106.1 FM. You could be listening also on the podcast, online on the Wellington Access website. We're supposed to announce the number to the studio, the phone number, so you can call us, but they have not put that up on the wall because it's actually Flash New Studios in here, but it begins with 04. <laughs> <laughs> and um, call us, call us if you do already know the studio number and you want to be on air. Um, what would you we also like find to it online? We'd love to hear stories about where you thought you were ending a thing, and then it turned out the other person didn't know you were ending the thing. And <laughs> and um, it, like I like Emmy and I are not in a relationship, but if you were like ending a relationship, and the other person's like, "What? I remember the conversation where we said we were breaking up." That'd be an amazing story to hear on air. We'd love to hear about it. Was this rough to ask? Are you happy or sad that we're going to keep going, Creek? Well, I'm pleased, but I um. I guess I like I've spent the past we've been doing the show where we only play musicians who want to look like us for eight years, and I I have spent eight years really um a, uh, only because it's really a hair show so we only we choose the musicians who want to look like us based on what their hairstyle looks like and I've been styling my hair to the musicians for the past eight years and now I've like been feeling a little bit lost like what am I going to do with my hair and if you were here in the studio you'd see it's just this terrible mop because I haven't made any decisions because I don't have any musicians who I'm like wanting to emulate um and so I feel I guess I therefore feel pleased I, I was starting to like prepare myself psychologically to make my own decisions about my <laughs> hairstyle and color some cut different hairspiration like yeah, yeah. And, and find some different hairspiration and now I guess I don't have to I can just um Look to the musicians, and I feel I'm feeling quite old. So, but that's good because I'm like, um, I was th I was had some regrets that like I was like, oh, Chris Christopherson, be amazing to do Creek Creek Christopherson, and he's quite grizzly, and I'm like, I could just look really old for that one, and Tom Waits as well, <laughs> <laughs> like another grizzled musician. <laughs> but, yeah, so yeah, Aww, so no, I feel good. Wonderful. I feel good that I can still, um, you know rely on others to make hair decisions for yeah. me kind of oh, this is exciting so this yeah. means like if I find a musician who I think yeah want to look like Creek yeah. I could actually inspire the next haircut yeah just send me the links yeah be exciting to yep. see what yep. I find yeah yep. um, <laughs> this is what we often um if we come across a musician who we think want to look like the other one we'll, we'll send it to them send it to them yeah yep. so well so this is one I think we officially kind of published this in 2018, maybe, but like, because there's quite a lot of work that goes into these shows where it can kind of be like, might even be one photo shoot. Usually, if we have a really good run, we might have to yep. do two photo shoots. Yeah. Um. So some of these photos were like taken up to a year before they actually made the show. Oh it's yeah. Quite, quite oh yeah. I should really. tell them the Facebook link, shouldn't I? Oh yes. Yeah. yeah. If yeah. you're listening and you're like, what are they talking about? It's a radio show. I can't have any visuals. <laughs> We actually have a Facebook page where for the past eight years we've been posting matching photos to go with the musicians who we play on the show. And so I think Emmy has reposted some of these historical ones on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com, or if you're on your phone, it will be m.facebook.com forward slash 
musicians who want to look like us. And wanna is spelled W-A-N-N-A. And um, it's quite a role, a role like a, a montage now after all these years <laughs> of, of, of building up. The proof, the evidence is definitely there that a large yeah. number and range of musicians do want to look like us. Yeah. Sorry, anyway, what were you saying? Oh. 2018, we published. Oh, yeah. Um, so this is uh, Anna Kelvey, who, oh. um, yeah, is a, wee, um, is a musician I com- yeah, completely admire and idolise. Yeah. Um, and so she's a British musician who's quite major in Britain. So right. like actually um, like her albums are, yeah, kind of like been critically acclaimed, but I've barely heard of her um, in Aotearoa. Um, but she's like now judging the Supreme kind of British Music Awards. Yeah, which cool. is kind of, and she only has had two albums out, I think, last one yeah. in 2018. Um, so the. So what I remember so you saying about yeah. her, she's a virtuoso. She is a virtuoso. Yeah. Um, so kind of flamenco style, but electric guitar. Um, and also has a very kind of flamenco, um, but kind of the masculine kind of reading um, of kind of flamenco style as well. Um, what is it? Uh, and yeah, so so her queer connection is that she is queer. Yeah, amazing. So I don't kind of have her on record of like what she identifies as, but like is kind of written up and kind of some things as a lesbian musician. Um, and I. Very, very limited information about her dating history. Oh. But there was one from 2012. She dated um, a model, Freya Beerhart Erickson. I don't know them. But um, and but that was kind of it. And so I went for an update. I went, is there yep. any goss since then? What goss since To be fair, it has been pandemic since yeah, then. But, um, the but yeah, yeah, there was one. So there was her on record um, this year saying that Recently, she'd been verbally attacked while kissing her girlfriend in a straight bar. Mm. Yeah. Don't go to straight bars. Don't go to straight that's bars. That's the moral of the story. Um, and just kind of, yeah. Uh, but that's kind of all the relationship information but I could find. She has a girlfriend. She has a girlfriend or had a girlfriend or at, at that, that time. time. Yeah. Um, I thought I'd just like, read this, which is where she said, I feel incredibly thankful to the LGBT. Q plus artists have um, went before me or during my career and have been expressing their true selves because I find it really, really inspiring and it's the closest thing I can feel to an extended family and think about it often and how much it means to me that they are there and I would love it if there was a new artist that felt the same about me. Maybe that's me. Is it I feel like that about her. Having a true self and <laughs> just being a freaking incredible musician. Um, so this is a song, Suzanne and I, kind of queer things but I haven't looked into the lyrics too much but yep. definitely if you just take it on face value and the hook yes yes yes
Welcome back to the Quilted Bananas program with Creek, Kira and Emmy, and the musicians who want to look like us show. And now we've been told that we've got like less than 15 minutes left, so we're just going to scurry along to the end of the show because we've got loads to pack in. And we don't want to miss any more musicians who we've already missed. And yeah. some of these musicians have been queued up in like following episodes and we've still missed them. Yeah. So it's just we just got to get them out there. Yep. So here's Hosier. Let's go, Emmy. So Hosier, who want to look like me. Um, so the Queer Connection, so I'm doing his uh, very fam- his most famous song, I'd say, and to be honest, the only song I've He's a one like wonder of, of his. He does have other hits, but I'm like, yeah. <laughs> but this one, yeah, it gets me. It gets yeah. me in the field. Um, so, uh, yeah, so the queer connection for this is the lyrics are actually about Hosea's frustration with the Catholic Church and its stance on homosexuality. Ah. There you go. And state oppression in Russia also. Um, yeah, because I think they were doing the propaganda um, oh. laws at the time in Russia. Which is still in place. Which are still in place. <laughs> Um and yeah, so there's the connection. The video, um, yeah, the, uh, it's quite a, it's a very beautiful video, but um, very full on and yeah, has um kind of violence towards queers in it. Um, d- depicts that, mm. um, the story of that. Um, yeah, but beautiful, beautiful video. Um, yeah. So he's a he's an ally. He's an ally. He's an ally, Mike. And what's the song called? The, um, take me to church. Okay. My lover's got humor She's the giggle at a funeral Knows everybody's disapproval I should've worshipped her sooner If the heavens ever did speak She's the last true mouthpiece Every Sunday's getting more bleak Fresh poison each week We were born sick You heard them say it My church offers no absolutes Tells me worship in the bedroom The only heaven I'll be sent to Is when I'm alone with you I was born sick But I love it Command me to be well Amen 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 Take me to church, child Shout! 
over the end of Hosier as well. And if you want to hear a local rendition of Hosier, the Glamophones perform this um, as yeah a part of their set. I'd love to see that. Standard. Do the Glamophones have any gigs coming up, Fiona? Uh, not till next year. Um, we were sadly affected by all the different levels this year, so uh. we didn't do a concert this half year, which was really sad. Uh. Disappointing, disappointing. But next year, coming up in the month of... Yeah, we start rehearsals in February, 3rd of February, if anyone's interested in coming along. Great. We're now doing um, a segment of the show called Band on Band, which we're also going to make a spin-off show for us. And we just basically talk about our own bands and being in a band and what it's like being in a band and the pitfalls and troubles and all of that, all fun and good times. Emmy and I are in very different bands. My band is called Band Sensations, which I will now give a brief plug to because we've got an event coming up. Um, we're just a quirky band. We identify as a um, experimental glitter bang art band. So quite weird music and quite queer music. Although, yeah, like me and my wife, Shan, we call each other husband and wife. My husband and wife, Shan, are in the band and also Amos. And he's straight. So it's technically not strictly a queer band, but it's two thirds queer. But I also just think that any queer creator who's making creative stuff is inherently automatically making queer stuff because it comes from a queer body. So that's what I think. So Band Sensations is queer in that sense. And our gig, we we literally come out once a year in public and do an event on average. That's how it's averaged out over the years. We rehearse together every Sunday. But if you grab yourself a copy of the Fringe Festival program, which was just released last week, Fringe Festival 2022 is from February the 18th till March the 12th. The Band Sensations event is called Band Sensations Presents Scenic Album Tour at Sea, which is where we'll take you on a ferry and play a a silent disco recording of our album. The album's called Flames in the Trees Come Be With Me. And we're going to be opened by Stanley Manthing at Mojo Coffee. So he'll be playing acoustic songs, but they might have like pick a path endings and things like that (laughs) because it's Stanley, if you know of the band Man Thing. He also is very queer. So it's a three-quarter queer event. Um, <laughs> and what time is it now? Should I shut up and let Emmy speak? No, we'll have two, can we have two minutes of the Band Sensations song? Okay, this is our song called Orangutan, but we'll probably fade that out as well because we're running out of time. <laughs> Thank you. 
fish on the shore, I love you more. Last of the bees, come talk to me. Ash in the clouds, we're in the crowd. The melting ice, give me advice. Oh, Rhino Town, I'm glad we sang. Oh, amazing. Yeah. I cannot wait yeah. for that album, Scenic Release. On experience. a boat. Yeah. On a boat. Um, so, I'm, so the band I'd be talking to on Band on Band yep. is Tidal Rave, which is the band I am in. Um, and we have had to cancel our tour, <laughs> our Wellington show of the tour. We're based in Wellington. Um, but the home gig, four times. Twice oh. due to COVID issues and twice due to band illness or injury. Guitar injury, even. Guitar. Can't believe it. Anyway, but um, so next year we've been asked to play at Cross Street Music Festival um, in Auckland, Tamaki Makoto. Um, so it's like a block party. Um, we're going to be playing with this uh, act called Lips, who is incredible. If you haven't heard of them, um, heard check of her Lips. out. Yeah, yes. yeah. So she's headlining. More acts to be announced, but we're one of the acts. We can't believe yes, it. Amazing. So that's March 12th in Auckland. Um, we Tamaki- have podcast yeah. listeners up there. Yeah, so yeah. Go see can't Tidal wait. Rave. Maybe title Ravel. Yeah, title Ravel. Rebrand. <laughs> Do a cover of Bolero. So here is um, Preachers Creatures. And we'll, a wee sample. We'll, and we'll go out to this. So goodbye. Goodbye. Have a good morning and a good day. Holy ghosts. Holy ghosts. The Quilted Bananas program plays every Sunday, 10 to 11am, with news, views and music. A collective of presenters, advertisers, community events and discusses news of interest to lesbians, queer women and non-binary folk. We have interviews about past and future sports and cultural events, politics, films, art shows. The program is sponsored through the generosity of the Royal Foundation. And it plays every Sunday from 10 to 11am on Wellington Access Radio, 106.1 FM. Ka pai, New Zealand on air. Thanks for bringing us Wellington Access Radio. The Quilted Bananas program plays every Sunday, 10 to 11am, with news, views and music. A collective of presenters, advertisers, community events and discusses news of interest to lesbians, queer women and non-binary folk. We have interviews about past and future sports and cultural events, politics, films, art shows. The program is sponsored through the generosity of the Royal Foundation. And it plays every Sunday from 10 to 11am on Wellington Access Radio, 106.1 FM. 
That program was brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard. Thanks New Zealand On Air for funding accessmedia.nz.